So as far as episodes go, this is probably going to be the most family friendly episode that I've ever done, considering that I do actually talk about members of a family. And that's probably about where the bullshit ends, because there's nothing very family friendly about this one. Actually, it's just me talking about men, women and children. And I will get to that in a bit. But before I do that, I just need to say Kenyans are hoes. Like, let's just be honest. Kenyans are hoes. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is something that I'm going to go into in a little bit. But before I get into any of that, let me just start by spitting a couple of numbers. Because I feel like this week has been a particularly big week if you're looking at numbers in the world of social media. Now, first of all, this was a number that came at the beginning of this week. The Duke of Sussex, if not former Duke of Sussex, Prince Harry's new memoir known as Spare has set a record for the fastest selling non-fiction book of all time. And according to the Guinness World Records, it sold 1.43 million copies in its first day of sale in the UK, US and Canada. And honestly speaking, damn. Like, I never really pictured people had that much desire for royal gossip up until this guy started teasing the memoir. Of course, there's like the whole, I don't know if I can call it a mini documentary or a reality series that he did on Netflix with his wife. Like, this dude is literally just milking the fuck out of the fact that he was in the royal family. Which is a little bit odd, because the only other story from how he lost his virginity that I found to be mildly interesting was the whole story about how he supposedly uh, once did shrooms at Courtney Cox's house where he hallucinated that the toilet was talking to him. Which isn't really anything that big. Like, it sounds like something you'd tell your friends at, like, the bar or, like, when you're having drinks or food and shit. But that's pretty much it. But that aside, the more juicy story is actually coming from Australia, not even the UK. Now, apparently Iggy Azalea went and set up an OnlyFans account. And in her debut sometime this week, in the first 24 hours, it is being reported that she made around $307,000 from her first set of new subscribers. Now, you kind of think about it. This is somebody who's pretty famously known for making actual hits. Like, I'm not saying that she's a hit maker right now, she hasn't made them in quite a while, but still, this is someone who is capable of making hits and who supposedly has some sort of a musical or rapping talent. But she decides that OnlyFans is going to be a better option, and somewhere in the tens of thousands, a couple of people that have been ogling at her body decide, you know what, fuck it, let me do this. Now, from the minimal research that I have done on the entire thing, apparently she is promising quote-unquote unapologetically hot uncensored content, although the reality of it is she is trying to push her music through there and everything, and the entire thing is supposed to be a part of like some collaboration that she's doing so that she can release her fourth studio album, and she's sort of promising like first look at like videos, at like new music and shit, but most people are going there because they're expecting explicit shit. And I'm going to be pretty honest. First of all, I don't think there's anything that's that explicit that you can't find on her IG. Like, not in a bad way, but I can remember this ginger chick that used to be in That So Raven. I forgot her name. She also, when she set up an OnlyFans, she broke the record. She hit a million dollars in the first 24 hours. And the picture that she pretty much had people waiting for, paying for and everything ended up being her, I think, in a bikini sipping wine which was very, very underwhelming, to the point where actually OnlyFans had to change its financial policy. 
So considering that this is a woman who didn't want to join OnlyFans before and she's like a full-on mother and shit and she's been in the entertainment game for a while, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to write her off as a hoe already. It's just, I don't really think that there's that much that people will really get from her. Then second of all, I think the babes need to come back and have that discussion with us where they used to talk about how we objectify them. But nowadays they're willing to join OnlyFans and get paid because you objectify them. Because honestly speaking, I have to ask, is it that you don't want to be objectified or is it that you don't want to be objectified for free? And with that question, we might as well start this podcast, so... Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who used to believe that Bukaki was a form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. If you don't know the drill, then it's okay, I'm gonna say it for you. And if you do know the drill, but you don't wanna say anything, it's perfectly okay because it relates to how it is that you can contribute to the making of these episodes via sending in the various tweets that you would like me to discuss. And it's a very simple drill, it almost sounds like a song and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly on Facebook or on IG if it happens to be a screenshot, a screen grab, if it ended up turning into a reel, then the place to send it to is at Breaktime on Facebook or on IG. The DMs are always open and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. Now, before I get into anything, just a quick side note. If you hear a humming noise or you can hear some sort of distracting sound in my background, it's because there's construction happening around my place and I've waited for too bloody long in between recording takes. So I figured I might as well just go with it and I'll try to fix as much of it in post as possible. So if you hear it, that's what's happening. If you didn't, then I did a pretty good job editing. All right. Now, we definitely have a show to get on the road and I have eaten into a little bit of time here and there. But before I get into the tweets, we do need to talk about the thing that I was saying earlier on. Kenyans and hoeing. Because the Kenya National Bureau of Statistics came through with a couple of stats that were particularly interesting for quite a number of us, more so me, because I'm somebody who was once talking about how, oh, you know, there's a lot of great people in Kenya that would be great partners. But when it came to the whole sexual partners thing, according to the Kenya National Bureau of Statistics, things were particularly um, promiscuous, or so we thought. Now, according to the Kenya National Bureau of Statistics, Kenyan men have an average of seven sexual partners and women have an average of two sexual partners. Of which, from the little math that I used to do back in the day, my math teachers used to tell me that you used to take a decimal point or a fraction as a full person because there's no fraction of a person. And, according to the report itself, it says 7.4 among men and 2.3 among women. So technically, that's 8 and 3. Which is a little bit odd because last I checked, I do not have that many partners right now. And I'm a guy. Like, I barely have any. Like, I would even get how the hell it is people are having seven partners at the same time. But let me just read what was mostly reported about this entire thing. Now, it reads, and I quote, Muranga County leads in the number of women with more than two sexual partners, a new survey shows. The Kenya Demographic and Health Survey 2022 released by the Kenya National Bureau of Statistics on Tuesday shows that of the Kenyan women with multiple sexual partners, 
11% are from Muranga. 6.5% were from Kericho County, while Busia made 6.2%. For men, Migori County leads among those who admitted to having more than two sexual partners at 28.7%, followed by Elgeo Marquette at 28.5%, and West Pokot at 27.2%. Researchers also found that a higher proportion of men, which is 15% than women, 4%, reported having two or more sexual partners in the 12 months prior to the survey. The average numbers of sexual partners are 7.4 among men and 2.3 among women. Of those with more than one partner in the last 12 months, 24% of women and 45% of men reported using a condom during their last sexual intercourse, the report said. In the 12 months before the survey, 19% of women had sex with a person who was neither their husband nor lived with them, and just 37% of these women reported using a condom during their last sexual intercourse with such a partner. 35% of men reported having sex in the last 12 months with a person who was neither their wife nor lived with them, and 68% of these men reported using a condom during the last sexual intercourse with such a partner, it added. At the same time, divorcees and widowed Kenyans were found to be more likely to have more than two sexual partners. 6.9% of women who admitted to having more than two sexual partners in the last year were divorced, separated, or widowed. 4.3% had never been married and 2.2% of those were married or living together with their partners. End quote. And end of story. Alright, so from whatever's been said, I can probably give a little bit of context to this. Now, first of all, I don't think when they were talking about having 7.4 and 2.3 sexual partners, it meant active at the time because it's actually very different. You can say seven or eight partners, but it doesn't mean that they're all active at the same time. It might actually just relate to their body count, of which that's actually not such a bad figure because when you kind of think about it, there's a few guys that are banging so many babes and there's a ton of guys that aren't getting any. So when it comes down to it, at least the guys don't look like they're completely failing, but it doesn't look like they're going a little overboard. On the other hand, it also looks like babes are clearly getting the freak on, but they're not doing it with too many dudes. And that's kind of a good thing, you know, when you kind of think about it. Because I know that there are some teenagers that will probably be having a body count of 20 plus by this point. But at the same time, it also means that there are some women who may be teenagers or even older that have barely had sex or have only had sex with like, say, one or two partners. Although, to be very honest, it is a little bit concerning that I didn't hear anything about Nairobi. Because Nairobi people talk about sex quite a bit. And I tend to think that us guys have been doing it quite a bit. But I'm guessing probably we weren't as forthcoming with the information when it came to a study as opposed to when we're talking about this shit in social media. Although, the thing that was even more worrying was actually the numbers when you looked at the women and the condom usage. Like, these are women that are sleeping with people that aren't their partners, aren't married to them, and don't live with them, per se. So the whole presumption of marriage with the whole come we stay story, like... These are people that you're not married to and you're not particularly living with. And yet you're finding that more babes are going in raw as opposed to the dudes, which can tell you a little bit of something, especially when you look at cases of infidelity. Because yes, women have very, very low numbers of infidelity, at least according to this report. But unlike the male counterparts, they're going and they're banging people without condoms, or at least a massive number of them are going and banging without condoms as opposed to the dudes. 
which kind of does give a little bit of ammo to the red pill guys that like talking about oh you know men and women don't cheat the same blah blah because this is a very clear indication men cheat and wear a condom babes cheat and they don't they raw dog that shit but anyways let me get into the men for a little bit as i start on to the tweet so on to our very first tweet of this episode men date who they need when they're down and they date who they want when they're up this is not open for discussion today so don't start all right can i say that this is true as a man uh well not entirely i think it's the wording that's actually the problem because i actually tried to think this through for a little bit and it became a little bit of an issue because i'm like how exactly do you determine need when a guy is down because a lot of times when guys are down one of the things that we usually tend to drop as one of the things that we're chasing at the time is relationships or at least that's most of what we do nowadays a lot of guys will decide not to marry not to start dating when they're down because relationships are an investment like not in a bad way ladies but y'all can be expensive as fuck whether or not you're using your money whether or not like y'all are just chilling at home 80% of the time at the end of the day there's a certain cost that's going to exist simply because you have someone else with you at the time whether it's going out for drinks or going for an event like there's always going to be a cost of some sort so to say that a man would need to start dating a certain woman while they're down is a little bit hard maybe you can say that you know men date who they can when they're down like that one makes a lot more sense because the options are fewer and on the list of people that they can date you know there's obviously going to be a very very small number if ever at all and maybe the one babe that will choose to be with them is a person that they can be with but when now they have the money you know they're up they're doing pretty well that's when a lot of the babes will start to pop up now that's when guys can actually decide who it is that they want to be with as opposed to who it is that they can be with and normally whenever this whole comparison thing is being done it's usually men and women and it's usually in relation to age and the saying that's usually there i think if i'm not paraphrasing it too much is when you're in your 20s i think yeah when you're in your early 20s men date who they can and women date who they want then when you get to your 30s men date who they want and women date who they can and it's this whole talk of oh you know like men age like wine women age like milk blah 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 but all in all it does kind of come back to this exact same thing it's it's literally a case of choice when do you have the most choice for guys it's when they're up and they're in a fairly successful position and they're doing fairly well but with babes it's usually when they're at the peak of their youth and they're good looking and so on and so forth although the one thing that i will give to this lady who did this tweet is the fact that she didn't use age she actually used the idea of when you're down and when you're up because the age thing is very misleading because for a guy it's not based off of how old you are it's pretty much when you're at your most successful or at least when you're doing well by yourself as an independent person as opposed to how old you are there's guys that are pretty much doing super well and they're 23 years old there's some guys that won't be doing well up until they're like 35 36 hell maybe even 40 And interestingly enough this applies to the babes as well. Like I'm not saying that you know shorties are going to be getting a glow up at like 50 55 but some of them actually retain their youth and maintain a youthful look well past their 30s which is why the whole oh you know women age like milk thing is a very very subjective thing. 
at the end of the day you know guys can look good because you have a beard and you have a bit of gray hair here and then that can make you look all masculine and dominant and shit but babes can look good even beyond the age of 30 so i like the fact that she didn't center this on age but she centered it on your current well-being and how well you're doing as a person although all that said and done i should probably move it on so on to our very next tweet of this episode 3 years ago i went to the churchill show next to me sat a very calm bearded tall nice smelling guy a small chit chat here and there and he finally asked for my phone number after some days he invited me for a lunch date in which i turned down he finally gave up since i was really playing hard to get lol guess he got fed up and deleted my number or something at some point i lost his contacts too but i do have a strong feeling that man was the love of my life he was exactly my type that one so my question is why do men give up so quick actually that one isn't even too hard to answer it's actually quite simple the reason why we give up is because we simply do not understand why you'd run away from a good thing so if you're turning us down or if you're pretty much playing hard to get then you probably don't want us and i know it's probably not true but let me just try and put it into context like this when has someone ever offered you a million dollars and you've run away from that money not unless if it's drug money or some shit which is bad of which if someone just offers you good money like that you'll pretty much just take it you'll run towards it you'll even make it easier for them but with babes for some reason you're offered the opportunity of being with a great guy but that's when you suddenly want to play hard to get like the fuck like that shit's never made sense to me like when someone is trying to be with you that's when you're suddenly making it harder for them it's never made sense to me and in this current age of sexual harassment me too and consent is everything you pretty much have to plan yourself very carefully you wouldn't want to be called a creep out in these streets and i know yes it was just texting and sure you was playing hard to get but if i do not feel like you actually want me there if i do not feel like you want to be with me then i'm going to back off and yes maybe call me you know a young soft dude and i'm not old school like the other guys i used to go and like do all the hard work and shit but honestly i believe that if you want something then you're going to reach out and get it or at the very least you're going to open your arms out wide as it approaches you you know kind of like that puppy that you'd really like or that kitten depending on what animal you like so if you as a person are pretty much looking at the opportunity of being with me and you want to start stretching out the whole process of me being with you and taking you out on a date especially considering that she said finally meaning that this guy probably made a couple of moves and this woman was standing all of them down then by all means i will back the fuck off and i salute this dude because he did not waste any more time with the babe like i'm an efficient person and i believe in efficiency so i might as well go hit on you make sure that i've established that i'm interested in you if you establish that you're interested in me then at least we can move things forward this whole bullshit of playing hard to get has never helped anyone it just makes for a good story but it never helps anyone at the end of it although all that said and done I'm going to leave it at that and I'm going to move it on so on to our very final tweet of this episode. I think we need to educate people living below the poverty line that one kid is enough until they're financially stable. With this tough economy, it breaks my heart to see someone who is struggling to feed one kid getting another. I don't think we're ready for this conversation. 
actually i'd say that we probably are and we've probably had this conversation quite a bit it's just that there are some people that are a little bit dumb or, or at least their mindsets are a little bit ignorant of the fact that you need money to sustain a child's life like let me just put it like that because let's be particularly honest sometimes you are in a shitty position as a dude and a shorty is telling you that she's pregnant and she wants to keep the kid and you're like what the fuck is this bitch saying and i have to be honest that's how some guys will react the moment they hear a babe saying that she's pregnant and she wants to keep the kid and it's a massive part of the reason why guys do want to have kids early on because we are expected to provide for that kid and we do not have the means to provide for that kid but you're the one that's like oh you know i want us to have the baby blah 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 and i'm not saying that aborting is a good thing or that whatever contraceptive that you'll use which will cause some level of hormonal imbalance in your system is good it's just that when you look at the situation a lot of times having kids is actually a major expense in your life and you never really know how much of an expense it is up until you actually start to look at the figures if you actually want to know for yourself how expensive it can be go to the baby shop at any mall that has the the baby shop store and just look at the pricing on clothing like a lot less fabric a lot smaller of a size but that clothing probably costs more than the clothing that i'd be wearing at the time then on top of that go and check the list of the top hospitals in nairobi and look at how much they charge for a normal delivery and you will suddenly start to rethink that shit then go and look at c-section because you know you might end up going there and they realize oh shit we can't do normal delivery because of complications you're gonna have to do c-section it's literally like double that cost and this is like 95 100k for some of these hospitals and you're telling me that you want to start having a kid now huh like do you really get the kind of shit that us guys have to go through and i haven't even gotten to the baby formula bits and you know buying diapers and bibs and shit of which i think that one's even easier go to your local supermarket look at the costs of diapers still at the end of the day that shit is expensive as hell and it is very unfortunate that there's people who still come out and they're like oh you know mungu akikupea mtoto anakupea sahani yake like I can get it. Yes. If God is giving me a child, he can give me a plate, but that plate is going to be empty. If that plate is empty, someone has to put food on that plate. That is going to be the parent's responsibility. If I am not capable of doing that, then I do not see why I need to have that kid. Just saying. Just saying. And I know that there's people that are going to say, "Oh, you know, having children is a blessing, so the more the children, the more the blessings." or people will talk about how it increases the odds of success because you know more of these kids are going to have their own shots and shit so it's it's a numbers game and to that i say bullshit i would much rather have one or two children because at the end of the day the grandparents are still going to treat them like a blessing i would much rather bet on them becoming successful and putting my all in trying to educate them and teach them how to be good people as opposed to having 15 children and I'm just going to say that the main problem why people do this is one they have the time to do it and two I don't think they really think that far about contraception because there's all these myths about contraceptions and how a guy's contraception is only a condom. Now, by all means, if you feel like you would like to continue having sex but you don't want to have to use a condom, go get a vasectomy. It's not that hard. And then on top of that for the babes there's so many others and they're not that expensive at least as far as I've been told. 
So please, if you know someone who is from an impoverished community or is living below the poverty line, please educate them on contraceptives and please tell them, even though they're shagging, that there's some people who can just pull out. Because at least that one, that one still has a couple of benefits here and there, even though the whole use case is like 70%. Although all that said and done, there was actually something that I was being told not too long ago by my friend and podcaster Wes, Macharo to Wes. And dude was saying that the issue isn't having the kid, it's who you're having the kid with, which is an entirely different topic for an entirely different podcast episode. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And I'd like to thank you so much for reaching all the way till the end. If you do have any thoughts, comments, or feedback, then the DMs are always open on Twitter. It is at Bagaka the D on Facebook and on IG. It is at Breaktime on Westside. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>